right okay okay just press record <laughs> um hi everybody i've just decided to press record because for the past probably about mm, a week or two weeks i've been thinking of what my first solo episode after our little kind of nature cycle series with kelly would be about and i had some ideas i've written them down i've overthought about them i've convinced myself that Maybe they need fleshing out some more. Maybe I need to practice them. Maybe I need to add more actual advice because, you know, what benefit is it for people to just kind of hear the thoughts? But I just get in this spiral of basically it's part of that perfectionist part, the perfectionism tendencies. I don't like the word perfectionist because I think that sometimes, you know, when we identify with a label like that, because it's very much like, you know, you are a perfectionist, we say that it um, can make us feel like that's something that we just are and we can't do necessarily anything about. But I believe that that is a part of us. It's a part of our fear. It's a part of the system that makes us feel safe and has kept us safe, you know, because when we uh, focus on perfection, then we quite often don't do things because if we did something, we could fail at it. And so we can get really held back. And that is what was happening with me with a podcast episode. You know, I was procrastinating essentially, and procrastination is one of the perfectionism's perfectionism tendencies, perfect tools, you know, the perfect tool to stop you from being imperfect, essentially. So it's protecting us from failure, it's protecting us from maybe feel rejected. Um there might be times in our lives when we've not felt good enough. Maybe a situation has made us not feel so good enough or someone maybe told us that we weren't good enough or criticized us in some way and we've we've kept that stored away and there's a part of us that's gone mm, how do i keep you safe ah uh, i keep you safe by not doing because then if we not do then we can't possibly be perfect or fail at being perfect and i actually recorded an episode on this back all the way back in season one. Oh, gosh i was so young <laughs> like a year ago and uh so i'll tag that below in case that's something you're interested in oh i've got my tea with you today so there will be some slurping naomi if you're listening i'm so sorry i know you hate that that's my sister she hates the slurping um yeah but anyways so i thought i'll just press record and see what comes up because for all of today honestly i've been on this roller coaster of emotions same with yesterday um, i wonder if it's all to do with this leo full moon when you listen to this the leo full moon will have just happened so um perhaps reflect back on the week just gone to see maybe how you felt because it is one of those ones that can bring a lot of emotion with it and i've gone through the whole feeling kind of anxious feeling like i'm trying to control stuff worrying about not getting enough done worrying that things aren't going on time today things that I'm not completing on my to-do list and essentially, no, I can't record this podcast episode because I don't feel good enough to do it and I, you know, I don't have the right things to say, to flipping it and going, do you know what? I feel so in alignment. All that really matters is the present moment and really leaning into the love and the light that I am and yada, yada, yada and focusing. I did a meditation all about where you focus on the energy, your energy sort of shifting um, and it all felt really, really good. And then I'd go back to the kind of emotions and it's learning to ride them, isn't it? And that's can be a very difficult thing to do. Um, it's not that 
their emotions to shut away. I was never trying to do that. It's about thanking them for being there and what they're showing, being, yeah, being here and showing us what they are saying, essentially. But to then remember, you know, what what is actually important, essentially, and that we can, we have control of our thoughts, not necessarily our emotions, but we can control what we then do with those emotions because we can go into a spiral of beating ourselves up for feeling a certain way, or we, we bring in, we react to a situation uh, in a way that doesn't benefit us necessarily. But this is all kind of, I think that's all part of being human, isn't it? It's that balancing becoming aware enough to seal this and kind of create that kindness and understand those parts of our conditioning that may have triggered us to feel that way. But what I actually want to talk about today, I've decided right now, (laughs) is this idea of what are we supposed to do with our lives? Do you ever feel that you just wish that someone could tell you what you should do with your life as though you haven't quite got that, as though we haven't quite found your purpose as though you're still kind of just going down the wrong path you know you're not you maybe you're like me and you're in your 30s and you're thinking oh my god I don't have that career that I'm supposed to have I don't have that relationship I'm supposed to have I don't have that um I don't live in the house that I want to live in type of thing you know all that kind of it's an image that's been peddled to us from a very young age hasn't it to to be this way to essentially follow a, a very linear path, a very same path to everyone and to follow the same type of timeline as well. You know, I remember when I was about 18, actually, and I'd gone to uni and I was going, right, OK, so I'm going to go to uni. I'm going to complete this. I'm going to have a career. I'm probably going to I would like to meet my partner when I'm in my mid 20s. And then when I'm 28, I want to get married. And by the age of 30, we'll start having kids and we'll have our perfect house and yada, yada, yada. I spent my 30th birthday in France after deciding to move there uh, for what was probably going to be about a year, but it ended up being four months. That is a whole journey itself. Yeah, totally felt controlled by the narcissist who I was working for. Anyways, I'm in what sounds like an idyllic situation, a place in France, should we say, living in the grounds of a chateau, a bunch of dogs and stuff. And I I had a lovely friend there who was very supportive. I went down the stairs and she put like a happy... 30 of sign up there but I'd essentially moved to France a month earlier I'd given up the job that I was doing here I felt like I wasn't in a career um I didn't have a partner I didn't have a house um I just felt like in a way I was somehow failing I was somehow not getting to that end destination that we're all supposed to go to where it all kind of clicks into place and we're like oh yeah this is my purpose this is how I'm supposed to live my life and you know also just following that path of you know the house the relationship the career all of that and that wasn't my timeline and I felt like something was wrong with me essentially you know I felt like I didn't have things together I felt like people were judging me like why won't you just finally settle down? Why can't you just make your mind up? Oh, you're a little bit of a bit of a train wreck, really, you know, doing all these things. That's that's the kind of thoughts that were going through my mind. Yet there were parts of me that were saying, no, we want to go and do this traveling. No, we want to go and live here. We're not ready to be in a relationship. We're not ready to have the house. I don't know if I ever want the house or the, you know, the kind of set career. I don't know. And 
you have all these different thoughts going around in your head, don't you? And it's all focused on what you feel like you should be rather than necessarily thinking about what you want to be in life. And all of this focus on some sort of end goal of what we're supposed to do with our lives, you know, it takes us away from actually living our lives, doesn't it? It takes us away from actually enjoying the journey. And let's be honest, the only thing that's here, the only thing that's real is this present moment. So if you're listening to this podcast, the only thing that's real to you right now is listening to my voice in whatever situation you're in. Uh, for me, I'm recording it. I've got my tea, which is it's going a little bit cold. I don't really like cold tea, so I'm going to do a few more slurps. Let me know if you're slurping along with me. That would be interesting to know. I'd love to know what you do when you listen to podcasts, actually. So, yeah, do reach out below. That was a little bit of a going off piece there. But it's that pressure that we have felt probably from all our lives, through all our lives, from the experiences that we have in terms of seeing what our adult figures do when we're a child, how they're living and so on and so forth. And I don't know if you felt like this as well, but I would look at my parents or I'd look at anyone probably, hmm, probably 30 onwards and I'd be thinking, hmm, yeah, they're very adult-like, they're very sensible and settled and, you know, I'd actually think, oh my gosh, it's been so long since they were young and wild and free. <laughs> They've forgotten what it's like. And I'm now here, 34, recording into my phone under a pillow with a lukewarm tea and I'm sitting here actually realizing I don't even know when we become an adult. Do we ever feel like an adult? I don't think we do, do we? And it gives you a sort of an appreciation for anyone older than, than us in a way. But, but yeah, it's, I think when we get to this kind of age when we're being challenged by what society has kind of been peddling to us about the career, the job, the relationship and so on and so forth. And even if it's not that, it's just this idea of being a little bit sorted in your head, you know, to know what you like, what you don't like, who you are, what you want to do. And there's still so much of this societal pressure or this kind of conditioning we've been carrying that is making us focus on what we think we should be doing and what we think other people think we should be doing. So yeah, this is something that I struggle with a lot. And I still struggle with this in the sense of work. I really, really do. So um, that's kind of my focus at the moment. And that's why this is so prominent. This is why it's so present for me to talk about this because I'm on that place where I go, do I start pursuing a career? Do I go back to the idea of setting up a business? What do I want to do? And I'm constantly there going, I don't know what I want to do. And maybe it's not a case of, what it is that we we want to do and having to know what we want to do for the rest of our lives but maybe it's just about coming back to what we want to do right now and maybe not even what we want to do right now but how do we want to be right now and this is where I'm kind of getting to you know this place of thinking about the feelings that we want to feel in our life like how do we want to feel in our life rather than going you know, you may be somebody who's gone down that line and, and has realized, you know, that maybe the house, the job, the relationship, or just in general finding, it could be anything in your life. It doesn't have to be that, 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 that sort of, um, that image there, but you could just be there going, okay, so I pursued the things that I wanted, maybe traveling, the car, whatever. I pursued that thing and it didn't bring me 
the feeling that I actually want. I thought those things brought me happiness, like that whole image of the, of the, the children, the house, the family and so on and so forth. It's kind of this idea that will feel complete, happy, maybe, I don't know, finished. We finished the searching by then. And essentially, we realize that we get to, we get the thing that we want and maybe it doesn't feel quite right in our bodies. Uh, something's maybe missing or just that in general, that thing didn't make me feel that way. I felt like that when I pursued for a long time the image of the perfect body as such. And every time I would reach the next body aesthetic goal, I still then had another one coming up because when I reached that one, it wasn't quite right. Ah, oh, yeah, no, okay. Okay, my, my legs are like finally looking more toned than I wanted as such and a bit more muscle. But yeah, I don't know, maybe they could just do a bit more. Or maybe I should lose a little bit of fat on my belly. Or maybe I should work on my shoulders now. I went kind of down a bit of a strength route essentially after, well, um, also within CrossFit as well. So that kind of um, focusing on the strong as the new skinny, which I, I mean, I just, I thought that felt so healthy at the time. And it really isn't, is it? Because we're A, saying that skinny was fashionable and then we're then saying that strong is fashionable. And yeah, it's all messed up really, isn't it? Sounds like a seemingly positive message and you could spin it to be so, but but yeah, no, no, no. It's still just focusing on the way you look. And then the strength in terms of how you, you know, to be generally strong enough to feel healthy in life, to be able to, I don't know, lift your shopping or you know, whatever it is and to, you know, feel muscular balance and feel flexible and mobile. And in general, there's obviously the kind of emotional strength, but that's not what that, that phrase is about. Side track again, Rebecca. But essentially there wasn't really a track to be on here, was there? Maybe that's what this is all about. We're not supposed to be on just this one track. There are different options. There are always options. And it's about being I guess, open to them and to really connecting to which option feels good. So this is where I actually, I'm going to pick up my notebook because this is when I started to think of how I can then frame this whole conversation to be about supporting you and giving you some advice on going forward based on, on what I have done, essentially. But what I think the biggest focus on here like I mentioned just before, is really getting clear on how we want to feel, why we want what we want. So say you're pursuing something, let's just go like for me, because it's, it's the example that's very true. <laughs> I'm pursuing this whole, okay, what job do I want? What business do I want? What do I want to do for work? You know? And um, it's, it's a difficult one. Because I've got parts of me that say, I think you should pursue this type of career. I think we should stick for some sort of business. I think, um, I don't know what the business is going to be, but I think that feels like that's what I want to do. And But then I felt really naff for two years trying to do that and work part time and like struggling for money and so on and so forth. And it can get really heavy, can it? And we can get very much in our heads trying to make that list of like the, the, the you know, what's the pros of the situation, what's the cons of the situation. There's nothing necessarily wrong with that. But I think from what I'm learning, it's about getting into into the depth of ourselves, into our heart and just asking what feels good, what feels right right now 
You know, what feels true to me right now? What do I want to pursue right now? What opportunities are here that I can go, okay, yeah, that's something I would like to follow. So the main thing to get clear on the beginning is that feeling that you want to pursue and the why behind everything that you're kind of choosing to do. Now, this isn't always easy because we still have that brain that's (laughs) wanting us to go, but I think you should do this and I think you should do that. But this is where that real, the work on the self-awareness comes in, the work on really connecting to, to who we are and what it is that we want. And this isn't always just an easy answer. I sit here and I go, I still don't know what I want, but perhaps I'm blocking myself by saying I don't know what I want, you know? But It's about feeling a way through that and to get closer to knowing what you want to feel and knowing what will, you know, be an extension of what you're feeling. So creating the the outside world that fits how you're feeling and how you want to feel. We have to practice this self-awareness. We have to get to know ourselves. So this is when, once you've got clear on your whys, this is about finding a way of getting to know yourself, um, getting to know all the different parts of you, these different voices in your head how you're feeling on a daily basis, you know, generally by just asking yourself how you feel, put reminders in your phone, put post-it notes around the house. I know I talk about this a lot, but like I genuinely think this is how everything opens up um, in your life to live a life that feels more true and authentic and feels right for you. So yeah, work on those self-awareness practices to come in, create space for self-care in general. So can you add in meditation, going out for a walk in nature, mindfulness, um, having a bath. For me, I'm absolutely freaking loving going to a cafe at the moment. Most days I want to do it, but it's not really doable. <laughs> um, but but I love doing that because I feel expansive there. I take my journal. I feel like, I don't know, I go, it just feels like a, an energy of being around people and it's a bit buzzy and it takes me on my own head and I can see other people connecting with their, their friends and quite often with their phones. But yeah, you know, I'm prone to that too. But essentially going there and just putting my phone away as best I can for that time and tuning into myself and being with that brew like a a hot drinks are ritual isn't it so even if you don't want to do that you just have your brew if you're somebody who loves your coffee or your tea or any other hot drink you know sit there and make it a moment for you tune into how you're feeling um and Become aware of how you feel as you go through your day and how you move from situation to situation, because that's when we can become aware of any of those nuances that are those little nuanced feelings that are coming through that are telling us that a situation maybe doesn't feel good for us, such as um, walking in the door of work, walking in the door of home, going for a walk, (laughs) Um, being with that certain person, meeting that friend. How do we feel before and after all of these situations? And so... It's really about making that space to get to know yourself and become aware of that. Along the way, it's, like I said earlier, it's that whole idea of we worry about what we should do and we worry about what other people are thinking of us, you know, as we go through our lives, like looking in on us and thinking, oh my gosh, you know, I'm a train wreck because I don't have, I'm still going from job to job and this is what I've been doing for a long time and just thinking that people are thinking that I'm just a bit of a mess really, essentially, like I don't know what I want to do and it's become a voice in my head. So it's really important to then become aware of comparison and when we are judging ourselves or judging ourselves from the angle of somebody else, which we're never going to know anyways, are we? We're never really going to know what they think. But 
it's important to then shut off that noise, to pull yourself away from anything that is bringing that comparison. Perhaps that's social media, perhaps that's certain people that you talk to who kind of tell you what you should be doing or just give you advice or whatever, even if you've not really asked for it. So in that sense, it's also important to become aware of who you tell your thoughts, your feelings, and even your dreams to, because they need to be somebody who makes you feel safe and doesn't make you feel like you're becoming uncentered and losing track of who you are or someone telling you what they think you should do. It's about finding someone who can listen to you. And another kind of, just as a bit of a side note here again, because we like that on this episode, we're going off the track, everybody, because we're a train wreck. (laughs) No, but yeah, it's, I think it's a question that Dave taught me, actually, my boyfriend, he often, I'm somebody who wants to give advice. If somebody, if he's, you know, sharing his feelings with me, I'm like, okay, right, let's fix this. And he's like, I don't want it fixed. I just need to sort of vent. I need to express it. So he said, and I'm going to get it slightly wrong, but essentially if you've got a friend or a partner, or a, you know, family member who's coming to you and is saying something like they're going, oh, I feel quite low today, or I'm really not, I'm not enjoying my job today or whatever. Um, and obviously you want to listen, hear a little bit more about it, but then ask the question, are you wanting advice or are you just wanting to, to share, to vent, you know? And sometimes people just want you to listen and you'll know it yourself when people jump in straight away and tell you what you should and shouldn't do. And it can feel really awful sometimes, can't it? Because you're like, I know you're trying to help, but I really just need you to listen. So become aware of who you're talking to and who the people are that you trust when you're sharing these thoughts and feelings and things. And that can be really tough because there are sometimes people that you think you should be sharing with and maybe that's not quite right. So that's where boundaries have to come in and that becomes very difficult as well because we worry that somebody's thinking, well, why are they not talking to me so much anymore? Or why are they saying, they're saying that question? Could you just, um, I'd, I'd like you to listen. I'm, I need you to listen now rather than kind of offer advice because people can get offended by these things. So it is very difficult, but essentially you have to become aware of what your your intuition is telling you, what your heart wants. Because when we've got all this outside noise from the comparison, the, the judgment, the worry of what other people think, it's hard for us to really know what we want, essentially, isn't it? So it's very, it's very difficult. But when you then get to a place where you've started to get connected to who you are, you're practicing more of self-awareness, you're becoming um, more connected to those feelings that are showing up in your life in different situations and so on. And you're, you're actually going, do you know what? I think I know what my why is behind things. And we're kind of, you've cultivated um, a relationship with people who are supportive of you. Then you can start to begin to expand that community of people to like-minded people who are on their same, you know, their journeys. So just listen to this podcast, that's doing that, you know, find a podcast, find maybe Facebook groups, find in-person communities that can um, support you down this line. And ultimately, sometimes that is just by doing what you, what makes you feel good, you know. Um, We can get really stuck into this idea of what we have to do for the rest of our lives, you know, what do we want to do for the rest of our lives? It has to be something very, what's the word, I guess, tangible or something that makes money. Um, And I'm very guilty of this as well. But... If you are going to look back on your deathbed, this is what I always do. And I know some people don't like this, but I think I sit there and I go, right, on my deathbed, 
am I going to be more annoyed about the fact that I spent, you know, I spent time doing things that felt good in the moment and it didn't follow necessarily a linear path, but I went all over and I did all these different things. Or am I going to be annoyed that I was just constantly saying to myself, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I don't know what my end result is. All I'm doing is focusing on the future. I'm not focusing on the present. You know, all I'm going to think right on my deathbed is I hope that I was present with the people that are important to me, the animals that are important to me, you know, your pets and so on, the beautiful memories that you're creating with family, friends, with nature, you know, getting outdoors, the places that you go to. That to me is what's important to be mindful and to be present in the now and to feel into the emotions that are there and particularly all those feelings of joy and, you know, just to fully embody where you're at rather than in my mind being anxious and worrying about what I should be doing. I want to just be living now and to feel good about it. And anything that was worrying me, this whole idea of pursuit of what I should be doing on my deathbed, I'm going to be there going, well, that was a waste of energy. You should have been spending it doing all those things that you love to do. So I think my biggest, the biggest takeaway that I would like you to take away from this and myself as well is to just focus on doing what you like in life, what you love in life, what you enjoy doing, all those kind of, you know, any hobbies, creative pursuits, just do what makes you feel good and it'll all come together. Do what makes you feel good, work on becoming present and mindful, which, you know, takes a lot of work, but the self-awareness helps, the just in general creating the practices and, and the habits there to become more present, to calm your nervous system, to become aware of when you're kind of drifting into the future or into the past and to just bring yourself back to the present and what's important to you. And yeah, just, just focus on that. Just focus on what feels good. I think that's enough for me and I'm going to have to down this last bit of tea because it's cold. Mm. <laughs> Love you everybody. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. I would love to know what you think of the episode and you can reach out to me in the show notes below. The options are there. And if you feel called to rate or review or share this episode, I would be incredibly grateful. Thank you very much, everyone.